Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. February 25, 2021, the McKinsey Head Rolls Edition. And we begin with that story from the New York Times. Partners at McKinsey and Company voted out the consulting firm's top executive, Kevin Schneider, or Schneider, this week as it continues to face blowback over its role in fueling the opioid crisis. The decision to deny Mr. Schneider a second, year, second three-year term as global managing partner came in a vote by more than 600 senior partners. Early this month, of course, McKinsey agreed to pay 49 states a historic sum of nearly $600 million because of sales advice the company had given to drug makers, specifically Purdue Pharma. It's highly unusual for a sitting managing partner to be refused to follow on term. The last time this happened was in 1976. Indeed, Sneeder did not even make it to the final round of balloting, according to those who were in the know. The shakeup at the prestigious consulting firm is first reported by the Financial Times. Of course, McKinsey uh, paid back to uh, the government of South Africa for engaging in or at least facilitating bribery and corruption there uh, around the prior Zuma regime. No word on yet on potential FCPA sanctions. Uh, in an article that should have been labeled the greatest CYA move of all time, question mark, the Texas power grid ERCOT now claims that it alone saved the entire system from collapse during the freeze. The chief executive said the system experienced instability as power plants went offline, and it was only due, due to the work of ERCOT that they saved the system and Texas regained power. Now, of course, ERCOT was the, peop- was the one who was responsible for this, and um, their actions certainly destabilized the system uh, previously. So, uh, like I said, it's not clear whether this is uh, one of the great uh, CYA moves of all time or it actually happened. I guess we will find out. Uh, next up from the Wall Street Journal, uh, Mingi Sung reporting in the Risk and Compliance Journal, a, a UK executive was convicted in a long-running bribery case Um uh, for conspiring to make illegal payments to public officials in Iraq to secure contracts. Paul Bond, a former sales manager at the Dutch oil company SBM Offshore, was convicted of two counts of conspiracy to give corrupt payments after a retrial of his case at uh, Southwick Crown Court. Prosecutors, um, uh, or rather this relates to uh, Una Oil and uh, bribes paid by that company. And our final story, also from the Risk and Compliance Journal, is UK investment managers are pushing their boards uh, and putting more pressure on companies to increase the presence of racial and ethnic minorities on the boards. Clearly, here in the United States, there's been a diversity movement around uh, gender, uh, but getting racial and diverse inclusion on the board uh, is, in many ways, in the forefront at the United Kingdom. It certainly would be a welcome sign here. Of course, the Biden administration is considering rules or guidelines uh, to um, implement these, and that would certainly be welcome to create more diversity on the boards. Uh, what we have seemed to have found is 
when boards start looking for people other than them, it turns out there are lots of candidates. Imagine that. Uh, and the more diverse board, obviously, the better run company, uh, the more transparency of the company. And hopefully at some point we'll get away from the old white boy, good old boy network that uh, most boards have operated under for time immemorial. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.